Hey, hey, so glad you made it. Well, of all of the commandments of Jesus, perhaps this one should surprise us the least. I mean, this instruction from him, I think we should probably expect maybe the most. It's what Jesus told us to do with children. Look at the text. Then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. Jesus said, don't prevent children from coming to me. Let them come. Don't stop them. Don't forbid them. I want little children to come. Do not interfere with their coming. Now, I think the reason we should expect this commandment from Jesus is because children, I think there's something inside of us that knows that they should maintain one of the highest priorities in our lives. And I think the reason is that God only refers to them as blessings from him, never as curses from below, only as blessings from him. Psalm 127.3, children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Look at the message. Don't you see the children are God's best gift, the fruit of the womb, his generous legacy? The Passion Translation, children are God's love gift. They are heaven's generous reward. Now, this, this commandment, y'all, this, this should be a given. The sad fact that children are not seen only as blessings is perhaps one of humanity's greatest failures. Again, Jesus tries to open our minds. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you, that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. That's quite a verse, isn't it? These little ones have assigned angels that have the face of God every day. We despise these little ones. We're in trouble. <laughs> Appreciating these little ones, of course, for many, many reasons. One of the reasons is they're just so funny. <laughs> kind of like the dad who took his two-year-old to the home improvement store. And she got tired of walking, so he hoisted her up on his shoulders. And before long, she was tugging at his hair. And every time she did that, well, he would just very gently say, Honey, you're going to have to stop that. And then a little bit would go by, and she'd tug on his hair again. And he'd say, Honey, that kind of hurts. Don't tug Daddy's hair. And it happened again and again and again. Finally, she really tugged on it, and he just said, Stop that. And she responded, But Daddy, I'm just trying to get my gum back. <laughs> Or what about the parents who would listen night after night just outside their twin daughter's bedroom door as they recited the Lord's Prayer and they would say, 
give us this steak, our daily bread, and forgive us our mattresses. And then the parents would know their night was complete as they walked back down the hall, giggling about asking God for steak and forgiveness for mattresses. <laughs> of course, sometimes our children turn our reasoning back on us. The little girl was sitting and watching her mother do the dishes in the kitchen sink, and she suddenly noticed for the first time that her mom had several strands of white hair sticking right out, right there among all of her brown hair. And so she looked at her mother inquisitively, and she said, why are some of your hairs white, mommy? Well, her mom was a little brushed by that question. And she said, well, every time that you do something wrong or make me cry or unhappy, one of my hairs turns white. Oh, well, the little girl reflected on that a little bit. And, and then she said, well, why are all of grandma's hairs white, mama? <laughs> Sometimes our answers come back and bite us. And sometimes our children, without knowing it, are spot on in their theology. A four-year-old became frightened late one night during a thunderstorm. And after one particularly loud clap of thunder, while she jumped out of her bed, ran down the hall, burst into her parents' room, and just jumped right in the middle of them, right in their bed, grabbed onto each arm and just held tight for comfort and assurance. Her father tried to calm her by saying, now, honey, don't worry. The, the Lord will protect you. And she snuggled in even closer and said, I know that, Daddy, but right now I need someone with skin on. <laughs> it was later that night that he reflected, uh, that's exactly who Jesus is. God with skin on, God in the flesh. Is it any wonder, really, why children flocked to Jesus? the most safe person ever? Children, our Child Evangelism Fellowship estimates that 85% of Christians come to Christ before the age 21. And then they also guessed that those who do come to him later in life do so as a result of some seed that was planted in their heart as a child. Should we be surprised that Jesus spoke straight to his followers about, don't you stop those children from coming to me. No, no, we, we shouldn't be surprised. Well, what, what commandments did Jesus give us with regard to children? Well, one was welcome them. Welcome these little ones. My mentor in ministry for over 20 years was a was a big, tall Texan who stood about 6'3", and then he wore cowboy boots on top of that. Many, many were the times after the service there in the lobby of our building. Why he'd, coat and tie still on, he'd be down on that carpet, and there'd be children crawling all around him. He was a safe place. My wife's grandfather was also surrounded by children before the service started and then after the service ended. They were hopeful that they might get a little piece of candy or a stick of gum. They got it. Jesus wants us to make children feel welcomed. And he also wants us to communicate value to little ones. It must be one of the most beautiful poems ever written especially with regard to a little one. The ancient psalmist writes, 
You formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside, and wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it, how thoroughly you know me. Lord, you even formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place. Carefully, skillfully, you shaped me from nothing to something. You saw who you created me to be before I became me. Before I'd ever seen the light of day, the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. Every single moment you were thinking of me, how precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God, your desires toward me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. When I awake each morning, you are still with me. <laughs> you talk about value, you talk about valuing someone. Jesus wants us to value little ones and he wants us to bless them. Jesus regularly put his hands on children and prayed over them. Counselors agree that a meaningful component of passing on a blessing involves touch. It communicates genuine affection, warmth, acceptance, affirmation. It even increases physical health. Have you seen the heart of Jesus with regard to children? Hasn't he shown his heart billions of times? Every little one, a child he came to save. If Jesus welcomed, valued, and blessed these little ones, shouldn't we 